Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mark G. Richardson's hit podcast series, Remodeling Mastery. This series is brought to you by Surefire Local. This week's episode is all about advice and how to go about getting the right kind. Listen in and learn how to get the best advice out there. Take it away, Mark. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to help you think about, reflect, and improve your remodeling business. What I try to do is take different topics, topics that I feel are really relevant, and I'm hearing really from the best of the best out there in the industry. This podcast is actually produced by Surefire Local and supported by the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, NARI, as well as Professional Remodeler Magazine. Today's topic that I want to drill into is the subject of advice. And it sounds so simple, but the truth of the matter is getting the right advice is really critical to your success. What I find is that of 10 different remodeling businesses out there, nine are doing things really quite differently. And it's really important that you really listen carefully to what I'm about to give you today and get the right kind of advice. Because the reality is, just like in other walks of life, if you get the wrong advice and go the wrong direction, you could end up having pretty serious problems. Now, The question is, why do you need to get advice? Why do you need to seek out help, really, from others? The reality is most of you got into the remodeling business because you had some passion. It could have been passion about the sticks and bricks, the actual construction. It could have been passion about design. Or it could have been passion about just having your own business and getting out there and helping people. Most people started remodeling businesses in a very small way just by doing projects for friends and families. And then before they knew it, they were out there doing projects really for clients as well. Most remodelers did not go to remodeling university. Why? Because it doesn't even exist. They oftentimes have either degrees or education that comes from different kind of walks of life, whether it's technical or whether it's academic. So the reality is most businesses are a product of evolution, not design. And when something evolves, it oftentimes grows just like a plant in some really strange kind of ways. And all of a sudden, those practices that you have are all really designed around individual personalities, not necessarily what's best really for the business. What's interesting, too, today, I think, more than ever, is the speed at which things are happening really don't give you a chance to fully reflect and think about not only the future, but think about whether those processes and systems that you're putting in place, whether you're targeting the right projects, targeting the right clients, the speed of change today doesn't really allow for, I think, deeper levels of thought. You know, a friend of mine said at an awards conference, if a business is not changing, it will become irrelevant. And I really truly believe that that's especially critical if you're not getting the right kind of advice, you're probably running the risk not only of slipping in terms of profitability and health, but also fundamentally becoming irrelevant. And becoming irrelevant is like the ultimate insult, not only for you and your clients, but certainly for your team and your family as well. 
What I tend to like to do is try to keep kind of advice, decisions, and thinking in balance. I tend to encourage people to have a good gut feel, ear to the ground, kind of listening to those voices, uh, not only from themselves, but within the business and certainly their clients. And I think, though, if you listen and you have that gut feel, you need to mix that with facts and figures, too. That facts and figures could be market conditions. They could be uh, insights that you're hearing from your clients. Or they could be data from Harvard University or others looking at the remodeling futures. I just came from a Harvard event that really has the thumbs up, I think, on so many different levels home appreciation, interest rates, stock market, uh, housing demand, as well as certainly the thirst in terms of consumer confidence. So as I said earlier, you know, while it's really, I think, relatively good times out there, it doesn't necessarily make it easy in terms of making the right decision. It's all the more important that you need to get the right advice. So the following are kind of 10 tips or 10 thoughts in terms of how to get the right advice. The first one I would encourage is that you get a coach. You get an advisor. Now, this doesn't have to be an expensive, costly kind of exercise, but if you think of yourself as a pro, and most people do if they're out there getting paid for doing things, uh, pro athletes all have coaches. Pro athletes ask the coach to see things that they can't see themselves, the blind spot, so to speak. So I think as a remodeling business, you need a coach as well. It could be a local, could be long-distance coach. It doesn't really matter, but you need to start to think about having and retaining a coach to really help you and give you the right kind of advice. The best way to work with a coach is actually have kind of a discussion or meeting with them every two to four weeks. Uh, In those discussions and meetings, don't just go in and kind of look behind the curtain and share and, and report back to the coach, but also come with some critical questions. Ask the coach a lot of questions, what he or she is seeing within the business. And you're going to get, again, some insights, I think, that are going to be very, very valuable. The second is, uh, think about in your life some of the different friends that you have that have successful businesses. It could be a retail business. It could be a service business. It doesn't really matter. It could be real estate business. But these are people that have experienced some success. And what I find is business really is a game. It's probably the greatest game in the world. And those that are in business and in, 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 that are successful in business oftentimes can provide advice to other walks of life. What's really cool, I think, about the remodeling business is that it's very transferable. When I wrote my first book, How Fit Is Your Business, I actually had more people reading it from outside the remodeling business because they felt, felt it was very, very relevant to their business in retail, manufacturing, 
manufacturing distribution as well as in the service industries. So don't hesitate to actually seek out advice from someone that's outside the industry. They may have insights that are parallel, whether they're focused on the financial, whether they're focused on team development, or whether they're focused on the client acquisition and, and, and retention. Number three is start to read. Now, obviously, you are listening to this podcast because you have a thirst to learn. I've actually produced over 50 topics of different kinds of subjects. So actually, if you subscribe to this podcast, you'll automatically get all of those topics coming to you. But go back and search some of those topics and actually make a point, if you want to get the right kind of advice, to listen to those podcasts, you know, on a regular basis. Maybe it's once a week you listen to a 20 to 30 minute podcast and you're able to do it. But there's also some other great resources. Uh, Professional Remodeler, for example, their magazine, their online, their blogs, all of those things are great resources. And if you can just carve out a little bit of time, maybe 30 to 45 minutes a week, and really spend time reading on those subjects. There might also be some good books out there that you want to think about really reading or subscribing to. And again, you can do these as audiobooks or you can do it as reading if you are feeling a little bit stressed and don't have time. A fourth bit of advice that I think is really important for anybody out there is think about joining the association, the local association. Now, obviously, in many of the markets, you have the National Association of the Remodeling Industry to be able to join, but you also have other associations that could be tied into uh, tied into real estate, tied into specialty kitchen and bath, or whatever it happens to be. So by joining the association, what you need to do is not just go in terms of putting it on your business card, but you need to participate. You need to go deeper into the association. You need to get involved maybe with some of the committees. Why? Number one, you can learn and get good advice, but you also are establishing relationships with other peers in the area. You know, this is an industry that it's really more about having allies than it is competitors. You have a very small market share when you really realize it, and those NERI members or those members in associations you can have deeper relationships with, but also try to go deeper in terms of what you do with these members to get the right kind of advice. Number five tip that I would encourage you to do in the the spirit of getting advice is join a forum, join a group that you can go really deep and they can look behind the curtains with your business. Remodeling Advantage, for example, is an excellent organization that has peer groups that you can actually participate in and they create a rigor, they create insights, I think, for you with some facilitated events. What's interesting for those that that join those particular associations, it creates accountability and discipline, accountability from people that are outside of your business and outside your market, but speak a similar language. So I encourage you to consider that. Number six is something I actually did many, many years ago, and it was very, very valuable. I remember doing and cutting some slicing, some of our numbers within our business, and realizing that we had less than 1% of the home improvement spend in the Washington, D.C. area. And when you only have a small fraction of the total spend, 
what you realize is your other peers and remodelers out there, whether they're part of the association or not, they actually are not your real competitor. Your real competitor is the client, is the client stress, it's their time, it's their overwhelm. And as a result of that, one great way to get advice is actually assemble a little group of of valued, trusted remodelers that you can actually have a very simple breakfast once a month or a lunch once a month. And in this, what you're going to do is you're going to talk about kind of market conditions. What are they experiencing? You're going to talk about the labor dynamic in there. You're going to talk about some of the stars and planets that they're seeing out there as well. So you get a group of five to seven remodelers all together talking for an hour about what they're experiencing and seeing out in the marketplace. There's nothing that is proprietary here. All you're trying to do is really get a pulse of what other people are experiencing. And by doing that, what you're going to experience is, am I heading in the right direction or not? They will validate your feelings and your thinking, or they will ask you to go deeper and you should be questioning what, what you're doing. Number seven is, is such an important way to get advice, and that is your, from your clients. Now, there's a lot of different ways that you can get it from your clients. You can pick a handful of three to six or, or ten clients and actually have a dinner that you bring them all together for a nice dinner and actually ask them some questions. Or you can have one-on-one lunches. Your clients want to help you succeed a lot more than you think they do. They want you to be not only successful, certainly for you and your your health, but also to be able to provide them future services. So by having a lunch, you can actually drill into, you know, get their feedback on on what you're doing, what they like, how they're looking, not only at their own particular home, but how they're thinking about services in the future. Other ways you can also get feedback from your clients, and traditional ways is through uh, surveys uh, and feedback surveys. I mean, that's going to give you a little bit of a pulse of how we're doing, but more importantly, if you go a little bit deeper with those surveys, you can get ideas and thinking and actually really ask for help in terms of personal referrals as well. Another interesting thing as you get a little bit bigger is actually develop some client focus groups. Now, Joaquin Arazzo, our head of marketing, put together a focus group of the different divisions of the company, and the clients came in and shared really insights that were absolutely priceless. You know, you might have to uh, give them a little bit of a gift card to come in for that kind of advice, but a simple facilitated focus group can give you a lot of insights, and it's really a very, very healthy thing to do on a regular basis. Number eight in my tips on getting advice is actually form an advisory board. Now, many of you listen to this podcast think, oh my goodness, an advisory board, we're not big enough for that. But the reality is you don't need to be a very big company to have a little advisory board. 
I actually personally have an advisory board of some trusted advisors that I get together on a regular basis and have them give me advice about my direction and my health. So it's really important, I think, to think about an advisory board. Now, if you are going to assemble an advisory board, this is not necessarily a board of directors. It's an advisory board. They're there to give you feedback and give you advice. What's always best if you're forming an advisory board is research how to go about doing it. I've written about this subject. I think I've done some podcasts on this subject. So you can actually research how to create a little advisory board. I would start small, start simple. Maybe you're going to start three or four advisory board members. What you want is for them to be complementary, not redundant. You might have one advisory board member that has got a very strong financial acumen, another one kind of a leadership acumen, another one might have a strong marketing bent, another one might be just very strong in terms of a pulse in the community. So by having that kind of diversity, you can actually open up the curtain and actually share some of the financials, some of the projects, some of the different issues that you're experiencing and see some really good results. Now, if you do set it up, my recommendation would be to set it up so that you're actually getting together either face-to-face or via a a webinar-type setting uh, at least three times a year. It's very hard to have an effective board, an advisory board, when it's less than three times a year. Four times a year might be a little bit more than it needs to be, but three times a year, I think, is a real sweet spot with an advisory board. It's always a good idea to think about how you remunerate or compensate advisory board members. And again, it doesn't have to be very expensive, but it is something that the advice you're going to get and being able to leverage and kind of wake up in the middle of the night and have access to this advisory board is going to be very important to you. Number nine in terms of advice is getting advice from your family. Now, some people are concerned about kind of separating church and state, business from family life, but I'm a big believer that your family really cares about you and the business probably about as much as anybody. And if you have family members that they're seeing the stress, they're seeing the the things that you're experiencing, they're going to want to give you help and give you advice. So I think having, for example, regular dialogue with your family members about the business is really quite healthy. You know, it's not necessarily to, you know, treat it like a business meeting, but just with a particular issue, run it up the flagpole with different family members and just see what they have to say. You know, I know they're willing to help, and it's certainly very, very inexpensive advice with most family members. Number 10 is really taking a look at the mirror and getting advice from yourself. Now, I'm a big believer that you are a product of what you do, not necessarily what you think about. You know, we're all students of success if we want to really uh, 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 act on it. So what I would encourage you to do when it comes to taking, getting some advice is number one, carve out some times per week that you actually are making appointments to yourself. Let's start with just two times a week for 20 minutes each time. And during that period of time, you're going to have a topic, a topic that you want to 
advise yourself. You want to do the right level of research. You want to think through a plan in terms of that kind of advice that you need and have that kind of rigor. And once you have a little bit of a timeout and you're really looking in the mirror at some of these issues and asking yourself for advice about the issues as opposed to just reacting uh, like so many are right now, uh, you're going to see some, some good, uh, good results. You know, I'm a big believer when it comes to asking for advice to myself, I always like to ask some really good questions. You know, if you don't know the answers, at least know some of the really good questions. You know, ask yourself, am I on track with my goals? Am I helping someone today? You know, what is a better way to do what I'm doing? Simple questions like that and really reflecting on it and then writing down some of the answers I think would certainly help you. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast today. I encourage you to really put the stake in the sand and get out there and really make it happen and invest in yourself. These are times that are really make hay times in remodeling, but that doesn't mean it's easy. It's harder than ever, and it's so important, I think, that you spend the time really studying the business, working on the business, not just in the trenches, in the sticks and bricks, in the business itself. So again, thank you, everybody, for listening to this. I want to again thank my, my uh, sponsors, certainly, for this as well, and those that support this with the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, as well as Professional Remodeler Magazine. Take care, everyone. Thank you, Mark. You just listened to episode 90 of Mark G. Richardson's Remodeling Mastery Series brought to you by Surefire Local. I hope you were able to figure out how to get the best advice out there, whether that's from hiring a coach or an advisor to help you out. Thank you for listening in, and we hope to see you next time.